not only are you like, let's, let's clean civilization of the olds, but yeah. you're also like, let's segregate the youngs too. Let's get them out of here. You listen, know, that's I'm, an interesting, pl- you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to the base, the listen, belt of you humanity. You think you're going to shame me. No, I'm not shaming. By, I'm, this listen, isn't shaming at all. I'm, I'm fascinated. Gonna, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. The listeners think, oh, good. Stick it to her, Docs. That doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. Y'all think, you think I'm feeling, you think I have feelings? Feelings repressed. Enneagram 7. Welcome to the gang. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 507 of the podcast. I'm your host, Fox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on the things that entertain but do not matter. To find out more about these promenational pursuits, mm-hmm. uh, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and we're on Twitter at Podcast Talk. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be SMKing the month of June. But before we do that, you guys, we're not only SMKing the month of June, but over at our weekly newsletter, Note for the Audio, we have created a pop culture bucket list for the summer of 2023. What shows are worthy of a binge after a long day of sweating? Which movies do our staff swear by when the air is stagnant and the mosquitoes are not? What books would entertain but not matter? Make sure you're subscribed because this list goes out Friday, June 2nd. If you're not already one of the 24,000 subscribed, simply head to knoxandjamie.com newsletter or click the link in the show notes. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Jamie, it's time to talk the SMKs of June. Uh, I'm really excited. I always really like... I the, love these uh, episodes. I, I like getting to like really focus in on a month because time yeah. is a flat circle for me and it's sure. so fluid and I don't know what's going on most of the time. But when we get to like look at a month for what it's like, what the cornucopia of offerings it's it's bringing to us, yes. I get really excited about that. No, and I like... I like, like, you know, of course, obviously with my astrology background, you know, I love a Gemini season because it's okay. super fun. So wow. I like you're doing out. this real early, huh? You're just really <laughs> well, you're testing the clown music. I won't do it again, but the Gemini's know. They know <laughs> how fun they are. So I really do like, uh, and I like complaining about months as well as celebrating yeah. them, you know? Yeah. 
That is a, that's a fun pastime. Well, um, we'll go ahead and uh, explain the premise here of of if you haven't listened or you're new to the show or whatever, and you don't know what we mean. Um, generally, the reason we get excited about these episodes is because most of our episodes tend to uh, hover above um, the timeliness of. Uh, society and culture. So we aren't really consistently able to ever just be in the moment as much as we'd like, which is why we default and defer to some of these episodes. Sometimes uh, we get to be very responsive in preview episodes like this, especially when it's just for a month. And we also get to be curational, which we really like. Um, so that's what the point is for these episodes. We're going to help you uh, understand what content within a given month that you should either smooch, marry, or kill. Smooch meaning something you should give a shot to. Marry meaning something that we think you should commit some time to. And then kill meaning something you should avoid or abandon. It's not literal murder. Because here at the PMG, we're, we're not cool with murder. We like smooching and we like marriage. But if we could, we'd murder, murder. So somebody in the record. About we would that, always you know? murder, murder. Yeah. Always murder, murder at, at all opportunities. So that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Um, before we talk like specific offerings, do you just want to like take a moment and like talk general vibes on June? Okay. So for me, you know, we talk about overrated, underrated, and properly rated. I think June is properly rated. It's in the middle of the year. And I would say it's a middle of the tier uh, month. Yeah, Midwestern not, month. Absolutely. Listen, because obviously, as a reminder, the best months are and will always be October, April, and November. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that, I but know, I do want to snake draft that eventually. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna exactly. And listen, the worst months are, as a reminder, August, February, and August. So those yeah, are. It's the always worst. August. <laughs> I'm trying to get even now. But here's the thing. I do think my favorite part of June is watching parents literally try to pick themselves off the floor. That's right. That, that May has put them down. Like May, May was so brutal to my group of friends. It's my job as the childless to gather up the beaten down parent friends yeah. and make them fun again. You know what I mean? Listen, I, it's uh, at the end of Shawshank Redemption when Andy Dufresne has to go through like a mile of sewage pipe. Yes, that's uh-huh. what May is for people like us, and and I, it, uh, that's why I look forward to June because the uh, the purifying waters of the moist air here in the South, the humidity, it uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, uh, it 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 bathes that septic sewage off me, and it, it makes me yeah. a person again. You know, I know, and June is still it's because it's it is the best. Of the worst season, I'm not a summer fan. I know you love summer. Huge I'm not summer, summer energy here. Yeah. Yes. And I don't like summer, obviously, because of all the th- the swampy butts and all the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, I will say, June, we're still sometimes in the 60s at night. And mm-hmm. so I can sit on my porch mm-hmm. and drink my gl- night milk, and I can just have a nice little moment outside. It's nice. Yep. You're getting stuck by mosquitoes, but it's nice No, no. Citronella. Outside. Citronella. Everywhere, citronella. Let's build the whole plane out of citronella. You know what I'm saying? Like, why aren't we building houses out of citronella? That's what I don't understand. Going into this, I was a little concerned that there wasn't going to be enough good stuff to talk about in June. Oh, yeah. Um, but upon further review, I was like, oh, actually, there's a lot of different directions we can go with this episode. So I'm excited to see uh, what we uncover here. So every Friday on our Instagram, we do feature an SMK post, a Smooch, Mary Kill. Now, sometimes those are what is happening that week in pop culture. We recommend smooches, which are always movies on Instagram. Mary's, which are always TV shows. So it's not about level of affection. It's about level of commitment. Okay. TV shows take longer. Okay. And then we have kills, which are things we recommend that you avoid. avoid. And guys, these are not green lights and red lights. They are simply recs that we create based on critics reviews, audience reviews, and general internet chatter. So sometimes a kill will end up later. True story, a Knox green light. 
because I do the SMK and he's like, no, I freaking loved Red Notice. It was amazing. This terrible movie was great in a terrible way that also made it good. Thank That's you. exactly right. And then we sometimes do specialized SMKs themed, if you will. Uh, they might be built around a staffer or the Super Bowl and we might create them around recognition month. So in May, because today is the last day, if you're listening on Wednesday, we created one for Asian Pacific American Heritage Month featuring 73 top movies to watch sorted by category with age rex for kids, which I love. And I left off the movie Lion, and I'm so sad about that. Please watch Lion. It's so good. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at the podcast so that you can get those posts every Friday. All right. So, Jamie, do you want to uh, kick us off with one of your smooches of June? Yes. So I'm actually making a smooch books because I know it feels like a commitment, but I'm a speed reader. So we can knock it out in a night. Guys, if you want some recommendations, I'll include some links in the show notes to some speed reading courses. I have a question. Uh, I hadn't thought about this. I could I call myself a speed reader because I speed listen I mean, on audiobooks and I feel how, like that's the same thing. Let's go with what speed. If I I would say if it's over 1.4, I will allow it. I'm going to look. I'm going to look okay, and see, see what my current project is. 1.7. I'm a 1.7 oh, 1. 1. guy. That's a speed okay. reading. Yes, I'm that's... a speed reader, guys. Thank you. Thank welcome, you for your, your welcome. service. Yeah. It's a great crowd. Okay, so I have three books I'm going to recommend today. So the first one is a gothic. Okay, so if you liked Mexican gothic or if you liked uh, Addie LaRue, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, you might like this. It's Madalena and the Dark by Julia Fine. It comes out June 13th. So this is set in Venice in 1717. And a 15-year-old girl named Louisa She just wants to be the best at violin. And so she joins, she wants to join this orchestra at her school under the protege of the great Vivaldi. Okay. Mm. Now she's good at violin, but she's not that great at violin. But she meets Madalena, who is mentioned in the title. And there's a scandal and Madalena is sent to the school and like she meets Louisa and then they have like a friendship that maybe be more. But Madalena has a secret. So she invites Louisa into her plans and then after a wager, uh, they get to make a wish. They get to make a wish and the wishes go awry. And so this book, the the author called it uh, Faustian Little Mermaid Fever Dream. Oh, and that, yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's 100% what this is. So I highly recommend it. My second book is nonfiction. It comes from Aisha Harris, who works for NPR. It's called Wannabe, colon, Reckonings with the Pop Culture That Shapes Me. And so this is a book of essays on how pop culture shaped the author, Aisha. And she writes about the Spice Girls, Stevie Wonder, New Girl, so much more. It's really, really fantastic analysis as well as just a fun, witty approach. One of my favorite essays is Kenny G Gets It. <laughs> and you'll just have to read to find out what that means. And what's lovely is Aisha also is bringing her perspective as a Black woman and growing up as a Black person, consuming th- this culture. And it was such a, it's such a good read. And that comes out June 13th. And then my last recommendation is a thriller. It's called Code of the Hills by Chris Offit. It also comes out June 13th. Listen, this is setting up a lot, you know, what I up? Love you know the bitter southerner is selling a shirt that just says Appalachia. I was thinking about <gasps> sending one to y'all because well, y'all live I, in Appalachia. I could, I could have an Appalachia spirit despite <laughs> not living in Appalachia. But this is Kentucky noir. Offit has a recurring character called Mick Harden, and this is the third novel. Although I had not read the first two novels, and I did not feel like I missed out on anything. But uh, Mick is this veteran army investigator. He uh, has gotten out after 20 years of service, and he's having, heading home. Uh, before he retires to Corsica. And as he arrives, though, a body is discovered. It's a crusty old race car mechanic has been killed. Like Mater from Cars has been killed? Exactly, exactly. Oh, my gosh. And then Mix, his sister, Linda, Linda, she's the sheriff. And uh, chaos ensues. It really is, look, 
I liked one reviewer who said this is a love letter to Appalachia with a high body count. Oh, I love that. yeah. That's let's like my dream come. That's like my dream come true. So that's those are my kind three. of a title of a sex tape in a certain well, way. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have a couple questions with all yes. those books because they all Please. sound really good. Uh, I would like to defend you because seventeen, oh. the seventeen, like uh, seventeen hundred from like seventeen twenty, not very cool. You know, it's kind of like the right. middle seasons of Lost. You're like. Ugh. This fine, but what's really happening here? Uh, pirates kind of showed up, and that's pretty much it. There's not a lot of fun stuff. I was going to say, uh, isn't 17, the 1700s like some of the worst times in history next to like the Black Plague? Yeah. I mean, look, there, yeah. I mean, I don't know about a lot of bad times there. in history. <laughs> in your limited scope, it's, you know what? I think it's not bad because like for plague reasons, but I bet people who lived then were probably like, I know the bubonic plague was terrible, but I'm bored. And that's also terrible in a different <laughs> way. Don't I you know? wish there was more TV? See? That's where Die from Boredom comes from, probably. I don't know oh, that. Well, maybe um, so. Kenny G, uh, can he get it? Maybe he famously turned us down for a live show introduction. He would not do it. He would not. I know. And us. we ended up, who did we have? Who did it? Who's that guy? Mark. Mark? Don't, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and have Sugar Ray disrespected. <laughs> First with his government name. Secondly, with you not remembering that he played us a medley and introduced us. He did. You know? and he, But you know why? He said Aaron's name. He's like, please welcome Aaron. And I was like, yeah. well, what about us? And I it know. Because Aaron introduced us. So Because we were adamant that we didn't want Sugar Ray to yeah. introduce us. We wanted him to introduce Aaron. And Aaron, why I don't even know. we let Aaron cockblock us from Sugar I know, Ray? And I don't even think Aaron knows who Sugar Ray is. There's no way she's seen any of his work, especially no. his music videos. Um, Kentucky Noir, that's incredible. I'm, I didn't know that was a genre I'm in. Did you say the protagonist's name is Mick Hardman? Mick Hardman? No, Mick Harden. Harden. Mick Hard, H- like James Harden, but Mick Harden. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a lot, and I love all of it. I'm, I'm putting that on my to-be-read list because I'm, okay, I'm a speed good. reader also. So I'm oh, yeah, so you can that. read it yeah. too. Yeah, uh-huh. That's good stuff. Um, okay, my first smooch is uh, – it's a television program on Fox. It's an unscripted series, which – Get ready for that. A lot of that, you guys. We're going to be getting a lot of unscripted <laughs> series, but it's called Stars on Mars. Do you have any idea what this is? Have no, you ever I don't this? have any idea. Okay. Stars, I'm, I'm just going to read you some of like the press release stuff. Stars on Mars will feature a dozen celebrities competing to colonize Mars first. They'll receive their assignments from none other than William Shatner serving as mission control. And the series will see the crew members live, eat, sleep, strategize, and bond with each other in the same space station. During their stay, they'll be forced with, faced with authentic conditions that simulate Life on Mars, just like the Martian, I guess, like Matt Damon, like Grow Potatoes. They must use their brains and brawn and maybe their stellar social skills to outlast the competition and claim the title of brightest star in the galaxy. Does any of that bother you or do you just have high hopes for this? No, I'm actually – what's going to bother me is if you tell me there are just like really lame D-list celebrities. If there's some good mix – Okay. I think I might be in for this show. I'm going to I'm going to read you the cast list. Okay. And it, you just you flag me if you uh are have a big problem or if you're really excited. And again, about this these is because these people are starring in my reality show, not in the movie I want to watch. Okay. That's right. Ahead. That's exactly right. Okay. Former this is and this is how the website is describing these people. Oh, okay? okay. Former modern family star Ariel Winter. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Actress generous Tallulah Willis. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams. Oh yes, Portia. Singer song, yes. Yeah, singer songwriter Tanashi. I think is okay. How you yeah, it. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Football player Richard Sherman. <gasps> Wait, he's a good one. He's on yeah, right? Amazon's telecast. Uh, right. Vanderpump Rules star Tom Schwartz. I don't, okay. I don't know who that is. The least of the Vanderpump Rules stars. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ronda Rousey, wrestler <gasps> and UFC fighter Ronda Rousey. I was going to say. 
the wrestler? And then Olympic figure skater Adam uh, Rippon. I'm assuming that's how you Oh, it? I love that you pronounce it like Poupon. It's yeah. Rippon. Rippon. Just Rippon. Okay. Rippin. That's my fault. Sorry, Adam. I mean, I think he might sometimes say Rippon. Sure. Yeah. Uh, actor Natasha Leggero. I would I would have thought comedian. But I would have thought comedian, I too. I love Natasha Leggero. Now, I'll save the best for last. The best okay. three. And okay. I want you to rank these after I read them to oh, you. Okay? Three. okay, ready. Super Bowl champion, Marshawn Lynch. And oh I would say improv actor. Now, I love uh, Marshawn Lynch. Okay. Super bad star, Christopher Mintz dash plus, <laughs> a.k.a. McLovin. They plus did have to tell us. Plus, plus A. McLovin? McLovin. Okay. Uh, and then finally, this is how they describe him. Disgraced. One testicle cycling champion, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> the one testicle was my addition. That's not fair. They did call him disgrace. Wow. Though. They did call him disgrace, though? They did. In the press release? Who are you most excited out of those three to watch? Well, it's for sure Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch because yes. I love him. Any Like, if I could just watch a ring camera of him going into his house every day, I would watch it. <laughs> That's how much I love him. But I also am kind of interested in Lance Armstrong taking yeah. this too seriously and then being very disappointed on how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, there's some big uh, rage energy with Lance Armstrong that I don't know that he can corral. I just, I'm excited about this because, like I said, uh, it's kind of fortuitous because we're about to get a tsunami of uh, unscripted shows starring D to H list celebrities because of the writer's strike. Uh, But I also really, like, I... I don't know that I generally love reality TV, but I do love the genre of like the sad purgatorial show where people are trying to like, if they do well enough, they can ascend a little bit, you know, like they saw Flava Flav and they were like, that could be me. You know, if I play my cards right now, I'm on the up and up instead of dancing with the stars on the way out. So I I, I wanted to talk through for a second of just like how to design a reality TV show cast. Okay. okay? Because there are, there are archetypes, there's tropes. And I feel like you can recognize if one's going to be worth your time based on how well they hit some of these categories. So number one, you need some desperate and fading celebrities. We obviously have that here. Um, It's important. They have to be willing to compete. So I've, uh, I've got some suggestions, like I'm casting a dream show. Um, I need you to choose two out of these four people. Okay. okay? Ready. Aaron Paul, Misha Barton, Terry Crews, Candace Cameron Bure. Oh, it's it's ter- it's Candace Cameron Bure. It is, and it's Terry Crews. It is, it is. Terry Crews is uh, only thanks to Brooklyn Nine Nine is he still like in the convo, but right. he is so close to being out of the convo. You know, the, I think the dream reality TV contestant he'll never do it because he doesn't he doesn't have to, but he would have the best energy as Ben Affleck. If you get Ben Affleck on, it's like Stars to Mars. You know, that would be like and the you dream just, and for you me. Just Duncan into his veins. God, come on, guys, please. You know what he uh, would do? He would put, he would, he, here's the thing, because what's great about Candace Cameron is that she's going to start off as a nice celebrity. That's right. But then something is going to trigger her. Yeah. And it's going to go south really fast. And someone in the, someone on Mars who is uh, queer is going to get, really have their feelings hurt. And yep. then it's going to be like, Terry Crews is going to come rescue them. You know what I mean? She's going to only like, disattach the oxygen for people who are of a different sexuality <laughs> and she'll be like it was just a coincidence and then talking to oh camera God, face I, just, it was I didn't not... understand the manual because it was also in french i'm so sorry it's tough it's tough okay so uh, you're you're gonna need one real housewife and one former survivor this is the perfect brew of any reality tv show because these are two shows where people know how to strategize but make good television. You've yes. never regretted having either of these people um, right. on. So I, I just need you to think of one housewife, any uh-huh. housewife that you can think of. Bethany. Perfect. Bethany works. <laughs> and then for Survivor, I'm going to add Parvati, uh, Shallow, and Rupert. 
those two in there, boom. Now we're okay. really cooking. Okay. We are cooking, yes. You need a comedian to be the host. Okay. It's important to have a host who can roast people but also keep keep the trains on time. Yes. So would you prefer Taylor Tomlinson or Neil Brennan? God, it is Neil Brennan. Here and it's, I love Taylor Thomas. It's close. It's but close. But Neil Brennan can talk S word about everybody. Like I feel like Neil Brennan cuts you to the bone. He cuts you to you the bone, I mean? and then he's like, "Hey, I have bipolar disorder." They actually <laughs> both have bipolar disorder. <laughs> is that why they're great comedians? Because they are fantastic, both of them. Um, okay, you need someone who is soft launching a return after being canceled. Okay, it's very important. <gasps> Probably looking at Lance Armstrong in this uh, scenario. Right. But I'm going to give you four here. Okay. Louis C.K., oh. Shia LaBeouf, Aziz Ansari. Army Hammer. Listen. Say Army I, Hammer. Just say Army, Army Hammer. Ham- it is. Because I was like, I'm sad that I want it to be Army Hammer because yeah. I want Bethany to come over and be like, what's the best part of a human to eat? Because <laughs> she would do it. She would do it. Um, okay. You also need former athletes. Um, I'll pick yeah. this one and I'll let okay. you do uh, the, the last category. Uh, yeah, um, how dare you? I know athletes listen you're more than welcome to speak into this i just feel very strongly about (laughs) about the role you need former athletes because they're oblivious Uh, them uh, on a competitive reality show is like a slap bracelet like in a grenade fight they're just not equipped to deal with the mental terrorism of reality tv because they've always been catered to and deferred to so i've got i'm considering terrell owens brett Favre, chipper jones and ben roethlisberger um i'm actually gonna pick i'm gonna pick terrell owens and i'm gonna pick Chipper Jones. Uh, I, I like both of those. Yeah, I think they would be fun and not a good energy once he gets. And Chipper and Candace would form an alliance. That yes, would they fail. would. Yes, they would. <laughs> um, okay, last category. You need a young, hungry social media celebrity types, like young Turks who want to go at the throat of the establishment. I'm thinking like pre-famous Billy Eichner, like Billy on the street, you know, that kind of energy. So I don't know any of these people. I don't know any of these social media celebrity types. Like the the best I can come up with, the the bones or no bones dog, but I think he's deceased, RIP. Noodles is dead. Sorry, Noodles. He's actually been replaced and he was replaced pretty fast. I know we were like, oh, he's mourning. And a week later he had a new identical dog to noodles like I, I i think we talked about this but again i just wish he'd been like nah this is still noodles bro and you look up and noodles is 38 years old and we're like what uh, that would have been good well obviously the answer if you're looking for somebody that's going to bring a lot of spice into the room it is going to be drew afwalo drew afwalo okay. who uh, her whole thing is uh she, her 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 tagline on tiktok is that's baba yaga to you ho um and she just takes down misogynist on tiktok okay. anyone who posts a misogynist video yeah. she just talks trash about them but she's also like super fit and like pretty aggressive so that's why she would be perfect oh she would be a great straw to just stir the drink a little bit so that's like that's the kind of stuff you're looking for in a reality tv show you're looking for that kind of conflagration of personalities um yeah. i don't know you know that star uh, stars on mars has what it takes but i'm definitely gonna Give it a smooch. Give it well, a try. I'm going to smooch know? that. I'm going to smooch it for sure. Okay. What's a, what's another smooch you got? Okay. My second smooch is Kelly Clarkson. June is a big month for her. And let me tell you why. First, her ex-husband, Brandon, finally has to move out of the Mon- Montana ranch that she got in the divorce. Now, again, that is Reba McIntyre's son? Uh, no. Reba, Reba McIntyre's ex-stepson. Whoa. Okay. That's that's messy. Yeah. In a, in a listen, drama Kelly Clarkson and Reba McIntyre got out of that block stock. Wow. Heard. They got out yeah. of that. So, yeah. but she, the Montana ranch, like, was such a big, because he was living in it and paying $2,000 a month for rent. Okay. On a ranch? On a, oh my gosh. And this valued at almost $18 million. Oh my like, gosh. Talk about the courts. Anyway, but 
the best thing about June, so he's moving out, so that's a good month for her, but also her album finally comes out called Chemistry on June 23rd. Now, why does this matter? Because, A, woman-scorned albums are always really good. Lemonade, Rumors, Back to Black, Blue, Reputation. Those are great albums. I also really like the lead singles that she's put out, Me, Mine, and Favorite Kind of High. They're very good. Co-writers include Positive, Carly Rae Jepsen. Great. Who herself has written a great scorned uh, woman album. Nick Jonas. Okay. I don't okay. like that as much. Okay. I, he's the one I read recently had to, and guys, I just want to be complete uh, honest with you. We're recording this ahead of time. Uh, this is May 24th God, because I'm going to be out of town. I, I know. I Sorry. Uh, you made it so far. I, you made I just, it a long I time. just read about Nick Jonas and like he had a bad guitar solo. So he went to like therapy or rehab or something. And I was like, oh, well, there's a lot going on there, you know? So I just don't know if I want him writing on my song. No, that's right. Saying. And then she has collabs on this album. Sheila E. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin. I don't know. Okay, I'm, uh, oh, that's that. so strange that I'm interested. You know, now, here's the thing: I will. Uh, the reason I'm making it a smooch and not a Mary is because I haven't heard the whole album, and Kelly Clarkson hasn't had an album in six years. Because listen, you can make a masterpiece in six years, but you can also in six years make an ornery first grader who still tries to poop in the yard. <laughs> so I can't guarantee that this album will be great, but I am very much looking forward to it. Th- this might be a dumb question: Is the uh, woman scorned album like that? Is that's a different. Uh, kind of album from breakup albums, right? Like breakups are more like mournful and like lamenty and scorned is more like rage and like energy. Is that right? That's what I think. I mean, although I would say Blue by Joni Mitchell, which I listed above, is very sad and depressing. But I like the lemonade back, like uh, Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Very anger. I prefer an anger rather than a, a lament. Like, yeah, I, I like an activated artist, you yeah, know, so if she's ever going to come back and have a good album, it's it's right now. So I'm excited to uh, to hear that as well. Um, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to do a, a, a TV show. This is a, a scripted TV show now. It's called Based on a True Story, and it's coming to Peacock. And the, the summary, the synopsis is uh, inspired by a bizarre, actually true event. This show is about uh, a realtor, a plumber, and a former tennis star whose lives unexpectedly collide, exposing America's obsession with true crime, uh, murder, and the slow closed toilet seat. This stars Chris Messina, Kaylee Kuoko. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's fun to say it like that, and I want to. <laughs> Her pregnancy, also starring in it, and Nancy from Stranger Things. This is created by this guy, Craig Rosenberg. He worked on Lost and, and Preacher, and uh, Jason Bateman is exec producing uh, with him. Uh, I'm really interested in this because uh, it's Peacock, and I know that sounds weird, but their track record with me is pretty good. They oh, have really good yes. – I think we've talked again and again about Netflix said they want to do gourmet cheeseburger TV shows. They haven't done it, but Peacock actually has, like The Resort. Um, I think this is going to fall in that line. I'm also interested because Kaylee Cuoco, coming off the success of Flight Attendant – I think she's got some heat. I think she's got good taste and she knows how to make good TV. Um, the trailer to this, it's very podcast heavy. It's very murders in the building. But um, oh, okay. if you didn't have Steve Martin, Selena Gomez and Martin Short, like if you have more, uh, I don't know, active, you know, uh, uh, more dynamic kind of action in the story. I'm really interested in this. Well, I'm very interested in this because of Chris Messina, mm-hmm. because I feel like he ends up only being bit parts in yeah. Boston set movies and I, or historical like remakes or whatever. And so I would like to see him. Like I want to see him cook again. Like I love yeah. him. This is very much Danny in mini project kind of energy instead of because an air, he got to play like a big, uh, a-hole. Um, and I don't know that he did great. Uh, but I think this is more returning to like his sweet spot. Um, it, you know, when I was watching the trailer, it made me think like Kaylee Cuoco, uh, versus Catherine Hahn. Are we approaching like there can only be one territory with them? 
Like someone's oh. got to steal somebody's lunch money eventually? No, that can't be right. Because listen, how old is Catherine Hahn? Catherine Hahn is 49. Okay. How old is Kaylee Kuoko? She's 37. That's a 12 okay. year difference. So we got a generational boundary there. So we're okay. Right. So they, she could play her daughter or something. And no, that, that like, math is bad. Sorry. Well, Kaylee feels older because it's like she's been acting since, you know, uh, what's his face died and eight simple rules. You know what that's, I mean? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But it, it did, like, even if you watch this trailer and Indy, um, we'll put it in the show notes so you can check it out. There's something about her that reminds me of like new generation Jennifer Aniston. Almost like a Midwestern oh. Jennifer Aniston, you know? Oh, like, I like that. Yeah, no, no, I like that. it's really interesting if, if, if she had taken on like more, um, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, like uh, those kind of roles. Um, I feel like Kaylee Cuoco is really embodying, uh, embodying that in a clever, interesting way. So uh, uh, I'll be excited to see how that does. Me too. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. You guys, we've been working so hard on all the content for the live shows, and we're so excited to share it with all of you. There's truly nothing quite like seeing something you've worked hard to create out there in the wild and seeing how people react to it. Well, Pair Eyewear is one of those companies that does this so well. Did you know that they are constantly putting out fresh new collections each season? They always have the best collabs, too, from Marvel to Harry Potter to Friends and now Star Wars, my beloved. With Pair Eyewear, you have infinite eyewear possibilities starting at just $60, including your prescription. The new Star Wars collection, it I think it might be my favorite one yet. I'm still obsessed with how cute these top frames look. They have 21 unique designs, including some just launched styles like the Galaxy that has my constellation loving heart screaming at Descartes. Thankfully, Pear is always budget friendly without compromising on style or quality. And you can save even more by using pre-tax FSA and HSA dollars. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. One pair infinite possibilities. Go to PearEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Is there anything more stressful than packing for a trip? I mean, trying to fit everything into a carry-on so you don't have to worry about lost luggage or making sure you've got outfits for every possible occasion and weather situation. It's it's truly the worst. But thanks to Quince and their versatile, high-quality pieces that are so easy to mix and match, packing can be a breeze. They even have premium luggage options. And the best part is that they are shockingly affordable. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. We're deep into live show prep mode. But one thing I will not have to worry about is my travel day outfit. I got the French Terry Modal cardigan from Quince. Guys, it's the perfect airplane cardigan. The quality is penthouse, Jamie. Quiet luxury approved. And the comfort is pantsless, Jamie. Cozy overdosey approved. You know what I mean? And the fact that it was only 40 US dollars. It's chef's kiss perfection. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe and make packing for your next trip a total breeze, head over to Quince. Pack your bags with high quality essentials with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Looking for that perfect Father's Day gift that will leave him misty eyed? Well, skip the socks and power tools and gift him the most unique, unforgettable gift possible, an original song from Songfinch. Listen, Chuck is the most difficult person to shop for. I mean this, but we've taken it upon ourselves to see if Songfinch can handle coming up with songs for anyone. And let me tell you, they came to play. Message to whoever stole my legs. We're looking and we'll find you. Me and my friends that I've made on the way. Like Shifty the Squirrel, the Butters the Pig. We'll be playing pickleball in no time, yeah. Look for the clues, everybody chip in. Hey, look, I'm gonna stay strong. I was honestly shocked that our Songfinch artist was able to come up with such a bop for pickles, and I am more convinced than ever that they can work their magic for anyone, including Chuck. They've made the process super easy, so all you have to do is go on their site, and they walk you through each step to customize your song. You can even listen to clips and select specific artists or have Songfinch match you to someone they think would be the best fit, like we did. If they can create a song for pickles and convince that a song for Chuck and the man in your life will be a cakewalk. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or anniversary, or even just a gift to show your loved one how much you care. Start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash podcast and start your song. After your purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, which is a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash podcast. Don't forget to share your song with us too. Songfinch.com slash podcast. Um, okay, those are smooches. Um, Jamie, would you like to talk about any Marys for the month? Uh, my first Mary is a holiday that your white grandpa can't quite figure out what it is. And that is <laughs> Juneteenth. Okay. So since 1865, lots of people have been celebrating uh, Juneteenth, but it only recently in the last couple of years became a federal holiday. And so Juneteenth is when American, tr- you can play this for your weird uncle. Okay. <laughs> who's like, I-, I thought we gave him MLK. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Listen, well, t- okay. Time stamping this now. Just start playing here. Just start playing exa- And then they can understand, yeah. And I can just be like, hey, uh, hey, Robert. So mm. uh, this is, Juneteenth is celebrating when American troops finally arrived in Galveston, Texas, bringing news of the Emancipation Proclamation, which was actually a full two and a half years after it was signed into law, because that's how long it takes to travel in the 1860s <laughs> from D.C. to Galveston. And, um, but it also happened two months after Robert E. Lee's surrender again he surrendered because he lost at appomattox okay so now if you're listening and you're black you already know how to celebrate congratulations if you're not and you don't know well i want to share some ways that i celebrate juneteenth and that is with my cash okay i want to buy from black creators i want to purchase black art i want to buy from restaurants owned by black men and women i want to support nonprofits whose sole purpose is to serve African-Americans, let me give you some tips real quick. Okay, first of all, just to buy some beauty brands that are owned by uh, black CEOs, this is what I want you to buy from them. Uh, Oma Beauty, their lipsticks are unparalleled and they're all named after iconic black women. Uh, Ami Colet, which is a new brand that has been at Sephora. The Cream Blush and the Lip Oil, excellent. These are holy grails. Uh, Briogeo, I have I have never not had the Don't Despair Repair Deep Conditioning Mask in my shower. Like never, since the moment I bought it, I've rebought it many times. And then for skincare, I really love Shawnee Darden skincare line. Her retinol reform I actually use in conjunction with my prescription retinol. Now, as far as pop culture, another great way on 
Juneteenth weekend is to go see The Blackening. We talked about this in the summer movie preview. Oh, yeah. This comes out June 16th. It's about a group of black friends who reunite for a Juneteenth weekend getaway, um, finding that they're trapped in a remote cabin in the woods. Yes. With a twisted pillar. It's directed by Tim Story, who did Ride Along, Barbershop, Think Like a Man. It was co-written by Tracy Oliver, who did, who did Girls Trip, the TV show Harlem. And then uh, it's also co-written by Dwayne Perkins, who did The Amber Ruffin Show and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so the, it's... The, and the, the premise is uh, they're getting killed in order of their blackness, right? That's right. Because like the question is, uh, obviously, the, the ultimate question in a horror film is, if the entire cast is black, who dies first? So clever. It's so, so clever. clever. I love it so, so I'm much. so excited to watch it. So that's my recommendation. That's that's good. Um, uh, part of me was like, man, we should have brought back our uh, Ask a Black Jamie segment, but I don't want to upset all the white people again. All of the white people who <laughs> got so mad about it. All the white people did not enjoy the Ask a... But Jamie Grace is our Black Jamie, and yeah. she is very kind. She got mad at us because we said no famous people listened to our show, and she was like, hello. Sorry. I was like, well, she does have hundreds of. She's such a good followers. friend. You, you know when you're just like you like someone and you're you're you, you feel like you're friends with them. You don't see them as famous. You just yeah. See you them don't. As your you friend. forget about all the like iconic music and what a, a hero on YouTube she is. I forget. Yeah, our bad. Sorry about that. Sorry about um, that, Black okay. Jamie. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna marry just generally like some returning TV. Okay. Um. I, we've mentioned this in recent. Um. The more you knows. Uh. But the the bear season two is coming back. We just saw the trailer. <gasps> I'm so excited. Got to watch it. That's gonna be really exciting. Um. This is something. Uh. That if you didn't watch the first time around or you felt like people were peer pressuring you. Um, stop it. You're being foolish. You're being stubborn and stupid. And I'm guilty of this. I've done this. The bear's worth it. Go ahead and catch up on the first season and you can watch the second season live. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, uh, one of my favorites, you know, we, a lot of times at our AUAs, we get questions like, what's a half hour comedy, uh, that I should watch or something like, oh, it's a lunch break show or like a palate cleanser before bed. Um, I, I try to bring up as much as I can. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, they are coming back for their 16th season. They make just some of the most demented, but um, I don't want to say kind and gentle because it's very much not kind and gentle, but the bananas and berserk humor is like gentle to my soul. So if you're looking, if you've got that half hour comedy hole in your heart, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You can just crank through 16 seasons and they're all so very good. I would check, I would recommend that. And then lastly, Jamie, did you know, did you get a Google alert because you're, the Droughtlander is about to be over? Uh-oh. That's right. Season seven. It's coming back. It's Jamie. It's Jamie in the Sassanac, you kin. Uh, and then if you watch the trailer, uh, this season has American Revolution battles, frontier births, lightning bugs, straightforward arson, and middle-aged sex scenes. So if any of those things sound interesting to you, you're going to get a lot of that. The best part, too, is that they're not getting as old as they got in the books. Like, no. they just... It's like Claire just always looks the same as she did that first season, which I yeah. But they're like, oh no no, her hair is up, and it's See, like they yeah, put her hair up. Those same boots. Th- there's like some 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 white streaks in it, and then every time Jamie stands up, he does like the like he's old now, you know, like stuff like that. Because <laughs> actually, in reality, they'd be dead by now. You know, they what? should be. They you should. know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. you didn't live past 45. Come on. Well, maybe he dies in this. We don't know because he's going to fight in an American Revolution battle. And I'm personally excited because um, I've managed to trace an ancestor in my family tree back to the Battle of Culloden. 
which is where the the British uh, defeated the Jacobites fighting under the uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie, which is the like the point of season two of Outlander. And oh, part of season is three. it? Because that sounds like the Battle of Clotted Cream, and Clotted Cream is the best thing to come out of Britain. I mean, that's kind of how it went for the Jacobites. It was not a fun uh, endeavor for them. Nice. So I'm just I'm really excited. That's most of the really good returning TV, um, and I think all of those are worth your time. And your no, investment. I think so too. Uh, what uh, else are you marrying? In June? Okay, I'm marrying. Look, it's summer, guys, and I don't get to talk about this as much because we when we talk about pop culture, but I just want to make sure that you're set right on the snack course for mm. summer. Okay, summer's about sneaky snacks. Now, sneaky snacks is a term I coined, and it's about a snack you're not necessarily hungry for, but you want it. Okay, yeah. it's like, do I need a sneaky? And that's what you do. You ask yourself, do I need a sneaky snack? I'm gonna jump in here and get a cookie fix. That's what I did yesterday. That was my oh. sneaky snack. Got that presidential cookie. It's so good. Now, here I'm going to give you three recommendations for sneaky snacks this summer. First, you just want to eat chips and salsa for 90 days straight, okay? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. the best chips will forever be, as introduced to me by Brie McCoy and Kendra Adachi, the late July tortilla chips. You can get them at like all your grocery stores. They're so so good. good. And listen, I just had the Mexican street corn. Okay. Oh my gosh, they're so good. So that's the chip you want. They have sea salt, they have jalapeno and lime, blue corn, all the things. But then you want the salsa and it's Mateo's. Mateo salsa forever. It's because I don't like onions in my salsa because I feel like they take up too much real estate in the jar. What? That's preposterous. I I know it's crazy. But as long as I've got, listen, that's why I love Mateo salsa and it comes in six flavors, including habanero hot, extra Mm -hmm. hot. And so that's my recommendation for chips and salsa. Also, I I would be remiss if I did not remind you guys about the patio potato chips from Trader Joe's. I went this weekend and the shelf was empty and I went over to the guy and I was like, what's happening here? And he goes, tomorrow night. And I was like, okay, I'm coming back. Did he he ring the bell? Did you make him ring the bell? No, I didn't because we were in the aisle. I didn't make Mm. him walk up to the front, but I did buy three bags. And I said, is this ridiculous that I'm buying three bags? And she was like, no, normally people buy six, always. <laughs> and I, was well, like, I like that. It wouldn't like make me feel better. And then she shamed you. She's like, there's actually yeah. pros here, you know? Yeah. And then, um, so, and those, I, those chips, patio chips, if you're wondering where they are, it's, they combine four chips into one bag. So it's mm-hmm. dill chips, ketchup chips, barbecue chips, and salt and vinegar chips all in oh, one bag. I wonder where those went. Yeah, they're seasonal. I did not know that. I just no, thought yeah, I was you have to get luck. them now. You have to get them. I saw that Indy. She posted on her story. She was like, "I got them. I got because they they were going to stop. They'll stop because that's what Trader Joe's does. They're like, oh, did you like this? Well, you'll have to wait a year to get it. I again. love it. It's genius. You know, work for the Girl Scouts works for them. And just for, in, in case people are, are confused, the patio chips they are not related to the patio theater in Chicago, Illinois, who still does owe us a lot of money. And despite having, I think today our money, is their deadline. I think today is their deadline okay. to not have to go to court with us to not uh, go to litigation yeah they they still need more time to come up with the money that they already spent but those chips are not if you buy those chips you are not paying us or them okay as a reminder guys they owe us your ticket money that you submitted they have not given it to and when we say they owe us we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars double digit thousands okay yeah so uh it's a lot yeah but yeah, it's fine. But it's okay. You know, it's why contracts are important. And that's okay. a lesson we learned. Well, listen, here's the other thing. I don't think we're talking enough about drinking watermelon punch all summer long. I love watermelon. I know Honestly, watermelon. I thought you were like really like wanting to talk about our legal situation. The, the seriousness of your tone 
and your voice oh. drops so much well, that I minutes. kind of got worried. I was like, no, am I about to be served papers? What's happening here? No, but I am serious about Watermelon Punch. Wow. Listen, that's when I get my most. I, I, like, <laughs> we're suing, not suing. That's a whole thing. What will Who I cares? report? I don't know. <laughs> but Watermelon Punch, listen, you want a puree yourself some watermelon. You throw that into a blender, and you do your ninja, add a splash of vodka. Yeah. Some fresh lime, add a little simple syrup. Brie McCoy makes a great honey simple syrup, which I think is the superior simple syrup. We'll put a link to the recipe. But listen, you should be drinking watermelon punch all season long. See, when um, a good rule of thumb for me when I'm uh, making an alcoholic drink is when I start it, I think of uh, a former star of a TGIF show or just some other show like during my childhood. And I try to remember their their real name. And... I, I, I pour until I remember their real name. So I'll think of like Alan Home Improvement <laughs> and I'll be like, gulp, 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 Richard Carnes. Boom. That's how much alcohol. You know what I mean? That's how God speaks to me, right? God speaks That's in different right. ways to different That's people. That's right. So. Well, and listen, it, if y'all are wondering, like, how do I pick out? How Jamie, do you know how I can pick out a watermelon? I don't know much about the grocery store, but yeah. I do know how to pick out a good watermelon. And you got to have that little, you got to have that, cr- that, uh, that creamy field spot where it's been sitting in the field longer. I don't that's like any want. of that. What you just said, I hate it. Actually, you didn't like the creamy field spot. No, so that's where the stripes get like sketchy. That's what you want. That's what you want because that is going to be full of flavor. That's what you want. And I cannot emphasize this enough for listeners: the hand gestures that you made <laughs> while you were saying that are worthy of an HR intervention. Listen, if it's got that smaller webbing on it, oh, that's going to be the blandest watermelon, and you're going to be so mad because you have you'll have dragged that thing home. And you'll get out that big knife and you'll be like, oh, what a waste of time and money this was. I was sitting here thinking, would I rather listen to people explain predestination or how they know how to pick the perfect watermelon? And I think it's predestination because I've heard all the, like I've heard like it has to be like a like a, a deep kind of hollow but also full sound when you knock on it. I've heard like the the creamy field spots. I've heard the sketchy. Well, I've heard all of Let me be clear. Stuff. The creamy field spot needs to be orange more than white. Okay. okay. No white. No whites. The white sure. is uh, no taste. Wow. It's the orangey. It's the orangey. Like I've been in the dirt. I've been sitting in the dirt. I know? don't know why we had to bring races into this, but um, I guess we have to. I, I, I guess I'm surprised. I thought you would be pre-sliced watermelon, Jamie, at this oh, point. Oh, 100% I am. I just was helping okay. other people out. You're just like, like if, no, if you want to like I'm, look like an everyday person, you know, yeah. like uh, like of the people, that's you know, how you Listen, that's you, you know when it. Oprah made a lot of money, she was like, what was the first thing that you spent, you splurged money on it? She was like, I got nice towels. Listen, yeah. I have real sketchy towels from like, like from, I pr- use towels from like a thrift store, which sure. listen, they, they just got to dry me. What do I got to feel good? No shade, but good. I do need you to qualify sketchy towels. Like, am, am I talking they spots, got holes in rips? They got holes, holes, okay. No, they got okay. lots of rips. Lots of rips. Very thin. Very yeah. thin. Well, see, but, I just think that, that helps it dry better. You know, that's just aerodynamic. Right? That's you like know? what the Turkish towel is. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What I do instead of spending money on towels is I spend money on pre-cut fruit. I love pre-cut fruit. It's my yeah. favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. So I'm the one. If you're wondering, like, who's buying all these plastic containers of pre-cut fruit? It me. It me. I, I do love pre-cut um, uh, vegetables, you know? Um, God, it just feels like that's more economical. So late. That's so embarrassing. I know it's not fun, but I do. I'm like, man, I could have an onion just ready to go. Like, I don't have to like do the thing. Like, that's then the, the onion skin, and like, do I include that? Do I not? It's very confusing. It um, I think that's helpful. I think that Walmart or Thank that uh, watermelon passion is is what people need to hear. So, but if you've got the money, just get it pre cut. That's the just way. Just get go. it. Keep the holy towels and the stained towels, and get the pre cut food. You know, that's right. 
Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mirror two books. Uh, you mentioned a couple of books earlier, or uh, three books earlier. I've got two as well. Um, the first one is a uh, hundred places to see after you die, and that after. is after, not before. Oh, uh, and it's it's the hook. It's the whole hook of the thing, right? That's how they get you. This is by uh, Jeopardy co-host or person uh, Ken Jennings. But the the style of this book is uh, it's it's travel guide. But instead of recommending must-see, like, actual destinations, um, what Ken Jennings does is outlines journeys through the afterlife documented over five to 6,000 years of human history um, by, by writers and, and uh, movie makers and TV showrunners and stuff like that. So it's really just like an index of 100 different afterlife destinations okay. um, all across the board and, like, why you should check it out. I think that's, very, that's a really clever way to go about it because I think there's – I've often been fascinated by – how the afterlife is depicted. Um, so I think I'm. Th- this feels like really made for me. So I'm excited to uh, check this out. Oh, I bet he goes to the good place. Probably. I hope yeah. he does. It's I worth hope he it. Does. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one. This is a fiction book, uh, and this is Girls and Their Horses. This felt timely because I think in last week's episode that we released actually today. So that's why it's kind of confusing, and I have to tell myself this. Um, uh, we talk about ho- horse girls and car guys. Yeah, we you know? talk about yes. <laughs> so this felt very timely. This is uh, Girls and Their Horses, and it's by Eliza Jane Brazier. Uh, and uh, the, the synopsis is when the Nouveau Riche Parker family moves to an exclusive community in the heart of Southern, Southern California, they believe it's their chance at a fresh start. Heather Parker is determined to give her daughter's life she never had with horses. That's, that's real. Uh, she signs them up for riding lessons. Uh, she becomes a barn mom, part of a group of wealthy women who hang at the stables, drink wine, and prepare their daughters for competition. And it's not long before the Parker family is enmeshed in the horse world and the mean girl clicks, the barn romances and the dark secrets. I, I gotta be honest, like when I was, this is really well reviewed. And when I got oh, into the yeah. description, I was like, this sounds great. I just don't know if it's my speed, you know, but then they land it with before the summer's over, lies will turn lethal accidents will happen and someone will end up dead. And I, I go back to a core value of my heart and my life and my soul, wealthy dysfunction. It's undefeated. It's always undefeated. Dysfunction. Yeah. Because when I pulled up this book, I didn't love the cover. Cause it's yeah. like, is it's she a horse in girl? T- is she in top gun? But also there's a horse there. What like, are bad? What's bad about anything you just said? <laughs> But this thing has 4.3 stars on Goodreads. No, people on Goodreads don't like anything. Let's like, get that impressive. horse in an Apache jet fighter. I don't know if that's the right word, but let's get that horse up there and see what happens, you know? <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. So th- those are two books I, I think are worth uh, marrying uh, this uh, June. Are you sure you're getting enough protein in your diet? Whether it's for a better metabolism or bone health or hormone regulation, the benefits of a high-protein diet are abundant. But most of us aren't getting enough protein in our diets as is. Enter Chomps. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. Every bite is bursting with bold flavor and comes in a variety of flavors for everybody. I've been on a journey to manage my ridiculous perimenopause over the last several months. And one thing I learned is the importance of prioritizing protein in my diet. Chomps has been such an easy way to add protein, especially when I'm on the run. I love that they are made with natural ingredients and the highest quality sustainably sourced meat. They're so great to have on hand on long recording days, and they're an absolute must have for backstage before our live shows. They also come in 10 flavors, so you never have to worry about it becoming another boring snack, and you can even subscribe for ongoing savings. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash podcast. Go to chomps.com slash podcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's chomps.com slash podcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. 
Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com uh, Okay, uh, we've, we've smooched, we've married. Yes. Uh, now let's talk about what we're killing. This okay, well, it's official. I have killed Indiana Jones. I, and I think he is going to die himself. My, my guess is he does in this movie. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But here's the thing. We're getting the, you know, the umpteenth Indiana Jones. And as a reminder, this was, this premiered at, at Cannes. And mm-hmm. uh, the, here's the deal. The reviewers, it's the only Indiana Jones in history that was not certified fresh. All of Ooh. the others have gotten said. Crystal Skull was? Yeah. Isn't that That's a lie. That's but, a lie from hell. But this has 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this was uh, Raphael Abraham who is a critic I like, wrote, what's vexing is the nagging feeling that there's a much better Indiana Jones film buried in there somewhere. But it would require a feat of archaeology or at least a rewrite and some judicious editing to excavate it. Oh, that is uh, horrifyingly punny, but also probably true. I know. But here's here's why this matters to me. We need to send a message to Hollywood that we do not want the olds being given to 150 million dollar budgets like, no we just don't we just don't and look do i i hear some forward i even retweeted a moment because they went to the red carpet and his wife calista flockhart they've been together 20 years by the way is that not crazy? yeah that's crazy i don't even um, for the win that's right and so he is in the other room and so it's a picture of her in her pretty dress and he's like sneaking in through the uh, the doorway and he doesn't know that like he's being captured but he's like got auga eyes like at her and it is the sweetest thing to be like oh look at him at 112 being hot for Callista. that's he's so aging sweet. like three years per every one year she's aged. she looks just like she's on the set of Ally McBeal yeah like, she's she just looks great. the same it's really you know? stunning yeah so I, that's, that's, I, I think I, I appreciate that you are committed to being the Jared Minkin of ageism on this podcast you are like we need to purify our cinemas we need to we need to wash out the old and bring in the new. That's listen, a good look. Listen, here's what I would like the olds to do. Do mm-hmm. old roles. Do yeah. things that make sense for you being 80. And yeah. guess what? Being an archaeologist swinging from a vine is not appropriate for your age. No. You're going to break a hip and die. Here's an idea. 
Harrison Ford in the new Fast and Furious movie, but he's jamming up the car races because he can't pick which lane he wants to be in, and he's pausing to look at his phone and he's stopping traffic. That's a good realistic. Listen, role, it's like Jessica Williams said because she, you know, we I loved uh, the shrink. The, uh-huh. What was Shrin- it? Shrinking, I shrinking think? the people, shrinking. <laughs> uh, I loved it, and Harrison Ford is in it. And she said when somebody said, "How is it like working with him?" and she goes, "Well, I actually, took the fact that he has this gravitas for who he is in Hollywood." And I applied it to his character, who has mm. a lot of gravitas as a therapist. She goes, also, it did take us a day or two to get used to each other. And she said it. She goes, because people over 75 make me nervous because they're stuck in their ways and sure. you have to figure out their vibe. And yeah. I thought, that's exactly true. When you meet someone over 75, you have to be like, what's your vibe? Yeah. Are you gross? Are you weird? Are you normal and fun? And, and look, to defend the olds for a second, I get it because you're old. Wow. And you're like, you're I don't defending have time. the olds? I, I, there's, do I like that they just like back out of parking spaces in their driveways and they don't look anymore? They just expect you to go away. I don't love it, but I respect it. Cause I'm like, th- they've lived this life and they're ready to go at any point. You know? And also if y'all are like, how old could Harrison Ford be? Y'all summer birthday, 81. 81 so, and he looks 81 and he's a famous he, person that looks 81. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So Jamie, hypothetically, if I was maybe on a gambling site right now and maybe it was offering me odds on Indiana Jones okay. being under 50% on Rotten Tomatoes uh-huh. um, are over. The under is a plus bet. So uh, if I bet $100, I win $200. Oh, would you uh, yeah. bet that? I would. I actually would. Yeah. I. Uh, but I don't know if like the, I just, I don't know about horny fanboys, horny for old Harrison Ford. And like, they just, they're like going to be brought to climax if he gets a bullwhip out. I don't know if that'll be enough to like buoy it up over 50. Well, listen, you know? Jan wants us to go, but I am using a gift card so it doesn't come any money out of my pocket to see. I'm not even using my AMC movies of the week. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't want any, yeah. any money to come out of my PNC account. You, know? you got to save it. You, you know, yeah. we can't encourage this. Um, I'm going to do, okay, this is interesting because I'm going to pick the TV show, The Idol, which we are actually <laughs> potentially pilot programming. I'm very um, nervous V-Fots. about that as like, as we've gotten close, that is on the whiteboard. And as yeah. we've gotten closer and more things have been revealed, I'm like, oh, this going to be bad. Yeah. I, uh, which maybe we're we interested do- in talking about something that's really bad. Let's pull back the curtain and just like do some production notes here for a second. I, uh, you know, I've heard through the grapevine through some sources, you know, I've got some sources here or there, and this is going to be a very controversial, very much discussed show. I also did see that there's um, some Master B stuff going on. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's not like in my Venn diagram of what I'm wanting to do or get into. So I'm torn about like, should we talk about this very topical thing um, that's also very kind of spicy and weird? Or should we just like go for something cool and chill? I, I just don't know what people want. Well, what know? if I told you that on Rotten Tomatoes, of all the reviews, one person positively reviewed it and his name is Lex and he has no profile photo. Okay. I love that. I, I love that we know <laughs> Sam Levinson's uh, burner account on Rotten Tomatoes now. Um, man, part of me is like, let's do the podcast, uh, Kaylee Kuoko show. Um, but I do love dunking on something. I do love like, I do watching love the Titanic and, break apart. And listen, Robbie Collin from the Daily Telegraph just wrote, even the music is bad. Oh, <laughs> That's brutal. That's tough. That's tough. I well, did so, see that Sam. I did see that Sam Levinson, who did the show, he said that Euphoria and the Idol exist in the same universe. Yeah. Hey, Sam. I don't think anybody cares, my man. No, like, I, no, I just don't know don't. that anybody. I don't want to live in like a universe where uh, teenagers are that drug-addled and sexual. You know, that's just like not 
pre post COVID, I just don't think that exists. I know, I don't like, that's like not that. real. Well, like so that. for people who are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, this is a show on HBO uh, coming in June, and uh, the logline is: After nervous breakdown derailed Jocelyn uh, Lily Rose Depp, uh, her last tour, she determined to she's determined to claim her rightful status as the greatest and sexiest pop star in America. Her passions are reignited by Tedros, a nightclub impresario with a sordid past. That's the weekend. Uh, will her romantic awakening take her to glorious new heights or the deepest darkest depths of her soul? Probably the latter. Um, this so. This looks like euphoria. It looks visually provocative. I am bothered by The Weeknd. I am bothered by Lily Rose Depp. I'm also bothered by how strange the supporting cast is. Yes. Okay, so you notice that too. Like, it's Eli Roth, Anne Hesh, R.I.P., Hank Azaria, Jesse Spano, Dan Levy. The Bryce Falls Vermeer, Divine Joy Randolph, who was in High Fidelity, uh, the uh, the Hulu remake. She was a revelation in that. And Rachel Sinat, I think is how you say it. She was in Shiva Baby. Um, Otherwise, this was like two different TV shows already in the trailer with Lily Rose Depp and The Weeknd doing weird sex stuff. And then everybody else kind of doing like prestige veep. And I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Well, I will say it is the worst Rotten Tomatoes score of an HBO show in history. In history so far. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's something, you know, that's, that's an accomplishment, uh, in a different kind of context. I just, I think like if you're reading the tea leaves on like why, I think, sure, it could just be like the content, right? It could just be bad. Yeah. But I think in addition to that, we're, we're kind of still in that anti Nepo babies phase. We're still a little wary of Johnny Depp. Um, Sam Levinson has a lot of beefs with people who are fans of your and are very online. Sam Levinson himself is is very online and very skittish on how he's perceived. He's also really talented, but he's kind of a whiny little baby boy, like a like yeah. a baby back B word. Malcolm and Marie, uh, a movie on Netflix, is an entire vibe, and it's so well shot, but it's also has dialogue that's so self indulgent and whiny that it ruins the whole movie. Um, and I, I just think the over sexualized, uh, I don't know, explicit pretension. It's kind of all over this. So that it feels like all those things are conspiring to make what might be a decent show and just kind of submarine it totally, you know? I, I think the only person who would disagree with you is probably uh, Theo James mm. and Rose Leslie, who would be like, no, no, we're so glad because we were in the worstly, worst rated HBO show called The Time Traveler's Wife. And oh. we're so glad that now we're not the worst. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, and guys, also- that show was awful. And I loved that book. And that show was garbage i'm trying to remember the name of the tv show with dustin hoffman where all those horses died and they had to cancel it uh early it's not it's not a horse girl movie that is definitely not a horse girl tv show you know so um that's that's uh one of my kills um what else you got jamie okay my other kill is just you know traveling in the summer Mm. so knox Mm -hmm. loves the summer Mm -hmm. loves to go to the beach and look, I get that some of you have to travel in the summer because you're teachers or for some reason you decided to have kids and that's the only time they're not in school. So be it. But here's, here is why I think traveling in the summer should be killed. First of all, it's crowded. Children are cranky and they're everywhere. Now, I didn't say I don't want kids to travel. Now, do I think kids should be on planes? No, I do not. I've said by that for many years and I will still stand by that. But I just want children to go where I'm not. They go to the beach and an amusement park. And camping, it's crowded. Everyone smells. Everyone yeah. smells. You're they in a to. line waiting for a mediocre corn dog at the state fair of the least of the states. You yeah. know who you are. Yeah, and Oklahoma. You're not even trying. Sorry. You're not even trying with your state fair, and uh, it's too much. Also, guys, the sun is not good for you. 
Okay, it's not. You can have you can take a vitamin D supplement because I wear sunscreen every day, and my doctor was like, "You don't have enough vitamin D," and I was like, "Is this? Am I in trouble?" And she was like, "No, you just take a supplement." So just take a supplement. Yeah. And then keep your face looking pristine and don't get the skin cancer. One out of every five people are going to get skin cancer. Wear your black girl sunscreen. Another black owned beauty brand, by the way. Um, And then the weather. I think the weather in the summer, everybody's like, oh, but the sun, the sun. No, thunderstorms every day. Wildfires the entire summer. (laughs) Hurricanes just barreling down. And you're not even, you're not even on the ocean. And you're like, well. We're dealing with a hurricane now in middle America. Like, that's what the climate has done to us. So uh, to it's me, true. I would say, I would actually say uh, kill, kill, kill moving around in the summer. Just kill make, moving kill around. It. Listen, so uh, have you seen this like El Nino thing? Like El Nino's back and back? it's like going to make it hotter. It's just like El my Nino thing. colon electric boogaloo. That's it's it, like, do you remember the Chris Farley El Nino uh, SNL skit? It's just him. And he's just turning thermostat up. That's all he's doing. And so it's going to be like you guys, meltingly it's hot. It's going to be so hot. Even in the places where y'all like, our summers are great. Minnesota, she coming for you. She coming <laughs> for you. You know, I'm very interested in the um, evolution of your platform as well, because not only are you like, let's let's clean civilization of the olds, but yeah. you're also like, let's segregate the youngs too. Let's get them out of here. You listen, know, that's I'm, an interesting, pl- you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to the base, the listen, belt of you humanity. You think you're going to shame me? No, I'm not shaming. By, I'm, this listen, isn't shaming at all. I'm, I'm fascinated. A, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. The listeners think, oh, good. Stick it to her, Docs. That doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. Y'all think, you think I'm feeling, you think I have feelings? Feelings repressed. Enneagram seven. Welcome. To no, the game. see, this is about shame. This is like a uh, 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 political theater. You know, I'm like, I'm interested in how uh, different platforms form, like uh, adapt and survive. Listen, you know, and I'm I, watching. How one, about this? On record, I promise. When I am over seventy five, I will not still be making this. <laughs> I promise you, I will be sitting outside drinking watermelon puree with a splash of vodka and taking yeah. the taking. Delta 29, because those would be the gummies they make then, and I'll be living my best life. You're like, I'm going to be like that old woman in Midsommar with, when you knew it got real, and she just jumped off the cliff. Spoiler, but it's not. It's That's like, right. whoa, this is not a cool movie. That's exactly right. Um, my last kill is I'm gonna kill two Apple TV shows. Okay. Uh-oh, Permission okay. to mass murder two of these shows. Yes, uh, please. The first one's Hijack. Have you heard of Hijack? Do you know anything about Hijack? No. You know, I'm not an Apple fan for the most part, but for TV. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Hijack uh, is a uh, TV show starring Idris Elba. Okay. Um, oh, it comes oh. out in June. Okay. There are no trailers. There are only still photos and oh, only press no. releases on the Apple uh, like site where the, you get redirected if you're trying to pre-order a phone that just gets released. It's <laughs> not good. Uh, and that it's, is bad. The cast is fine, but I can't see anything. And traditionally, not a very smart guy. But if I'm not seeing any kind of video evidence that you have a TV show ready to go, um, I would assume a cynical version of me would assume you're trying to bury that thing. So I don't think that's probably going to be worth your time uh, this summer. And then I would also say uh, the and this I might be completely wrong, but I'm just like I'm trusting my instinct. Okay. The crowded room. I think the crowded room is okay. not going to be good. Okay. Because th- if you watch this trailer, uh, this is like, what if Spider-Man was an introvert and didn't get the benefit of the doubt and also might dabble in some serial killing, you know, like serial <laughs> killer, serial killer, spider into the murderverse. Not actually um, Spider-Man. Just no, no, no. Holland. Nobody is. Right. And that's part of the deal. <laughs> I think part of the problem with this show is it's Tom Holland. So your first thing is that's Spider-Man. But the problem is, I, I think he is trying to undo that, right? And yeah. I, I'm kind of going to go against myself. I normally say, like, 
when you're that identified with someone, you have to go to great lengths to get unaffiliated with them, like Chris Evans has been doing. Yeah. I actually think, Tom Holland, you don't need to do that. Because I think if, if you've got so much charisma and uh, likability, I don't think you need to show your range as like a weirdo. I think all you do is just like slowly edge out and like you can be a douchebag or you can be a jerk or you can be kind of a complicated good guy. I don't think you have to be a potential serial killer. I think. Yeah, I agree if, with if, that. For him to succeed, like uh, mimic Michael J. Fox's career, just not like with the Spin City, like on, on television because things are different now. But I think always play little iterations of the same person you are because he's so freaking likable. So when he does something like this, I'm like, this is strange. And also. Amanda Seyfried and uh, Tom Holland, they both look like 12 year olds. So why are they like in big boy pants and shirts and talking about big boy stuff? You know, I don't, I don't understand it. That's true. Do you think Tom Holland is being influenced by Zendaya who is like, look, I'm on drugs and euphoria. (laughs) Like I don't even have mascara on. Maybe you should do something like that. She had like a Disney channel thing to get over, which is a little different because it's so like uh, rooted, you know, she's so anchored to that idea, but I think he is so, charming and likable and he is dead set on was it cherry where he did kind of the same thing uh and i just don't think i'd rather see him take like a ryan gosling track where he's always kind of a good guy but you can complicate that goodness oh that's actually a perfect example of ryan gosling of being like yeah like yeah you know like like zach everyone tried to do this and and be a serial killer and that movie was i don't remember the name of it but it was fine um but I, I, I just don't think that's the move for, for Tom Holland right now. You know, No, so I agree I could, with you. Good call. Let's murder that thing. Let's get it out of here. Um, okay. Well, that is our conversation on the smooch, the marries, and the kills of June. I feel like very, very comprehensive um, and very helpful uh, to people. Uh, but if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjamie.com slash 507. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> let's do some lights. Okay. What is your red light this week? Okay. So the Cannes Film Festival just wrapped up this past weekend. And I want to red light one specific red carpet look. And not because she is not stunning. She is stunning. And it's Jennifer Lawrence. But here's Mm. the thing. She was at the Anatomy of a Fall premiere. She's wearing this bespoke cardinal red Christian Dior couture ball gown featuring a wraparound shawl. She's wearing Dior diamonds. Like, she's a Dior girl. Like, she's a Dior rep. And she has this beautiful scallop neckline, this full pleated skirt. Stunning. But do you know when she walked down the stairs at Cannes, what was revealed? That she fell again? She no, that she was wearing flip-flops. Oh. Okay, now, were they flip-flops that cost $790? Yes. Okay. Were they cute? No, they were not. Here's mm. the thing. As a reminder, doubling down, tripling down, probably 10 times down because I do this every year. But as a reminder, uh, uh, flip-flops give you bone spurs. Inflamed ankles, hammer toes, corns, it changes your stride. You have gross heels that we can all see. Whereas if you just don't, if you're like, I'm not going to pumice anything, then just stick it in a shoe so we yeah, don't have to hide see it, it. You know, Then just Come hide on. your crusty, dusty heel. Toe hair, I know we have a lot of debate on whether toe hair should stay or go. I think it should always go. Um, just like the, the hair under your arms, I think no one should have hair under their arms, including men. It's disgusting. In a perfect uh, world, everybody looks like Noho Hank from Barry. You know, just like exactly hairless right. and perfect. That's yeah. exactly right. Weird toenails. Listen, <laughs> it's okay if you've got a weird toenail. That happens to Brie Larson. It can happen to you, okay? But here's what I'm going to say. If you've got a weird to- toenail that's hanging on, don't put it in a flip-flop, okay? Stick it sure. in a sneaker, all right? And then the bottom of your feet, when you're in flip-flops all day long, they're just a layer of dirt. It's okay? So you can wear flip-flops for the following circumstances only pedicures, 
shared showers, and on the beach. That's a flip-flop appropriate place. Because you know what? Your feet deserve better. And the folks looking at your feet, they also deserve better. Okay? That's a word. That's a word. Thank you. Brie Larson, is she the one who has like an extra toe? Like a like a, like a weird toe? Or is it just a weird just No, Jennifer weird Lawrence is the one that has like, not Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Garner is the one that has the additional like, like half toe, like twin oh, toe that's coming yeah. out. She's got five but and no, a half. No, Brie Larson has the, uh, just Google it. It okay. gets a lot of hits, Brie Larson feet. She Ooh. has a, her and Mandy Moore both have a big toenail that just won't stay with them oh no she keeps losing it she keeps losing it and so there's just a but listen do i appreciate the confidence of being like this is my weird toe i'm always gonna wear strappy heels yeah you better enjoy it i like the confidence of that but do you think she's underestimating foot fetishists or she's playing to the foot fetish no she's 100 percent playing to the foot fetishists yeah she's like that is oh do you like this you like my captain marvel toe like my weird Captain Marvel dog? Yeah, you like it? It's good. I feel like we just, you know, used to like uh, royalty and like celebrities and famous people. There's always like, do they have a six leg or six arm yeah. or toe or finger? And we just don't do that Harry, anymore. Harry Styles has n- extra nipples. Like, yeah. That's, and look, I'm not, I'm not opposed to the thing. Just like, for example, I went shopping with Sophie Hudson because I needed to understand how clothes work at age. Does Sophie have a, like a third arm or something? Like no, a- but she was she was like, oh, let's pick out some earrings because you have pierced ears, right? And I was like, yeah, but I have this weird fleshy lobe. And she was like, you're silly. And then we put on a stud, and she was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Well, we won't get those then, <laughs> okay? Because I have a, a fleshy lobe that makes the stub stick up straight. <laughs> oh so, no. And so she was uh, the stud of the earring. And she was like, oh, you really, you really meant it. And I'm like, yeah, I really meant it. I have weird ears. So yeah, we're gonna listen, get a nail do I hide? To my, I don't hide my ears, but I also recognize that my ears are weird and I don't need to wear a stud that sticks straight up in the air. So sure. I wear a nice French hook. Like you, yeah. you play to your strengths, you guys. Yeah. You play to your You've got to play the hand you're dealt. I don't know what to do with fleshy lobes. I don't know if that's a t-shirt. I just don't know if that's a band name. But oh, I, I like know what it can, something. I know how much it can pay you on OnlyFans. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Um, my red light this week is, uh, you know, uh, now that we're getting into summer, I just, I feel like, uh, big slushy, big icy has, uh, made us kowtow to them for too long. And I, I think they've, they've made us think that there's some like secret sorcery or, or metallurgy going on that, uh, goes into making slushes and making ices. Yeah. But like when you think about it, there's not like they're in the raceways here in Tennessee and I see how they're made and I see the people who are in charge of them. You know, there's one raceway where um, I walked in and I I was about to ask if they had Pepto-Bismol because one of our kids, someone was upset. And I said, hey, do you? And he said, no. He just said no. <laughs> and I was like, and he goes, I don't. And I was like, I don't know if that's true, but I don't like the energy here and I don't know what to do with that. So like I just that was my first realization. That was my first slushy de- deconstruction. Or I was like, wait a minute, there's got to be a better way. And, you know, you can just make slushies at home. Like, I realized that. Like, we have a but, blender. But how do you make them at home where it's the See? shaved ice? Okay. Secondly, we don't need shaved ice. Like, uh, why why are we unnecessarily queuing up the image of hair with our ice? Like, there's no waxed ice or laser removal ice. So why are we allowing shaved ice? But that's you know? a, because it's nice and, like, it's, it's chipped. It's chipped yeah. ice. Can we call it chipped ice? 
Because chips are better than hair that you've taken off your body. It is, Would you agree with chip, that? But like if I chip a nail, I don't want to eat that with a nice Dr. Pepper syrup. I sure. would rather have a shaved ice. No, you don't want a shaved ice. You've been <laughs> culturally conditioned to say shaved ice. You know, if in 1717 they invented shart ice and you like you would just grow up saying shart ice, you'd be like, man, that kind of sounds like a like a fart ice. Like th- that's just normalized. So we just normalize these things. But all you got to do is get a blender that can do the job. Target, they sell the, the slushy or the icy syrups, um, and, or you can just get them on Amazon, and the ice comes from God or your fridge or whatever, and you can do these yourself. Like, you don't have to rely on these places. But to, so when you, you go to, to Bucky's, but when you go to Bucky's, they have the Dr. Pepper ices, and that's all oh, yeah. I can get the Dr. Pepper ices. Listen, there are some, some bespoke slushes and ices that are worth the trip, but like on your own, you don't have to, you're not alone. You don't have to do this by yourself. You can no, actually, you can do this by yourself. You can literally do it by yourself and make your own slushies. So, like, let's not be victims to big slushy anymore. Let's 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 take the power back. You know, put it in our own hands here this summer. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what's your green light this week? Okay, my green light is a book, you guys. So, as you recall, T.J. Newman was a flight attendant who became an author, and I greenlit her debut novel, Falling, That's which right. was amazing. But let me tell you, her newest book just came out this week. It's called Drowning, and it is better. Listen, this is an aggressive page turner. It is a thriller about a commercial jetliner that crashes into the ocean, sinks to the bottom with passengers trapped inside, and the rescue operation to save them because the water doesn't get in the plane immediately. What? slowly coming in. And here's the thing. The best part of it, it's in the Pacific Ocean. During the evacuation, the engine explodes. The plane starts to get flooded. I'm not giving away any spoilers. However, they're waiting. So this engineer is on the plane with his 11-year-old daughter, and they're fighting for their lives. And who is trying to rescue them? Professional diver Chris, who is Shannon's mother and Will's soon-to-be ex-wife. What? And they must work together to find a way to save them. It's, y'all, listen, it's heart-stopping. It's very emotional, but it is exactly what you're looking for when you're looking for a page turner. This thing, I stayed up to like 2.30 in the morning. Because I started, I was like, I'm just going to start it and see if I like it at like 11. And then I had to stay up till almost 3 in the morning to finish it. It was Dang. that good. So, Drowning by T.J. Newman. Am I a bad person because I love plane crash books and movies? I Does love, that make me a bad person? No, I love plane crash. I think it's because I think it's something we're always thinking in the back of our mind. Sure. Even though we're much more likely to be in a car crash than ever be in a plane crash. Absolutely. And, but I think it's just like, we always think, what, ugh, should I be in the front of the plane? Should I be in the back of the plane? Yeah. What would I do? Would I, how would I go down that slide? Would I go am I extra first? row material? I don't know that I am. No, I don't know? think I am. I know that. We're, I don't think either of us are really. No, I just, I, plane crash bad, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. But if there's going to be a fictional back. plane crash, I'm interested. You know, well, plane you know, crash, I'm interested since good. I listen to flight recorder recordings. <laughs> that is that is a, as a hobby. Uh, personal nuance that is well, because I'm always we're not going to judge. What is the pilot saying as it's going down? I want to know. I want to yeah. know. Yeah. This is, you know, we don't yuck yums. And sometimes that gets put to the test, <laughs> but we got to have principles, don't we? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. What's your green light? <laughs> My green light is, uh, I'm going to do, this is an obvious one, but I feel like we just got to talk about it. Barry season four, uh, we're coming up on the finale that I haven't seen because we're back in time and uh, right. this is going to be future time. So it's all confusing for me, uh, but the season's great and I don't even care how they end it because Barry, the whole time it's been around, it has represented hope in a wasteland yes. of, of reboots and IP obsessions and shows that go on way too long. The filmmaking is just singular and strange, and the storytelling is so revelatory, but like very organic. 
and uh, the performances are risk-taking. The dialogue is so understatedly brilliant. And it is just a testament to let a really creative person be really creative, but also surround them with some structure, professionals, you know, which is uh, a lot of what people are striking about right now. Like Alec Bird and Duffy Boudreaux came alongside Bill Hader and helped him make this show. It comes from Bill Hader's brain, but they also help put that into into place. And I feel like on this show particularly, you can really see the, the railroad tracks for that. Uh, if you haven't started it, I think it's more than worth uh, catching up this summer because I think all oh, in, yeah. it's like 32 episodes, uh, eight per year, four seasons, um, and it's half hour. And it is just... Really it's remarkable excellent. storytelling. Listen, yeah. I just got to the middle of season four. Okay. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't Man, ready. I wasn't the, ready. Uh, it's so good. Have you gotten to the Fred Arbison episode? Yes. My God. Like the two uh, podcasters who are assassins. The best thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, the best. Uh, then the other green light is, uh, is a book as well um, as Jamie's. It's called Stone Cold Fox. And uh, Stone Cold Fox, Ashley recommended this to me. Uh, and she went through it in like two days. So I was like, well, okay, I'll probably like that too, because again, it is uh, wealthy dysfunction. Um, but it's from the perspective of a character named B. Her only goal is to marry super freaking filthy rich. And it's because we learned that her childhood was spent as her mom's like scam assistant in swindling wealthy men out of their money. Oh. Uh, but she grows up and she just wants to become her own person and uh, disappear into the safety of really, really old, old money. Um, but the the man she's targeted for marriage is a, is a blue blood uh, with a pesky childhood best friend named Gail, who kind of can sense what B is up to and hijinks and deception oh. ensue. And it is just uh, a, I don't want to call her like a, Femme fatale, but there's a little bit of that aspect of it. But oh, there's like also that. the 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 wealthy and the the rich background and the dysfunction um, that I really enjoy. So I think people will really uh, okay. enjoy this book. Um, okay, that is going to do for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember anytime you do shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/the-podcast first. Our favorite item purchased using that link this week was uh, Jamie. This is a ratcheting screwdriver. Do you know what that okay. is? Ratcheting screwdriver. Is this the one where you, it turns and then it lets you turn back without turning it again? Yeah, it does. And it also has like different pockets. So where like you can get different. Uh, you can get uh, little bits. Different yeah, that's bits. right. Different bits. Okay. Yeah. So this is by Craftsman, you know, iconic maker of screwdrivers. Second only to the bartender at uh, <laughs> at the Collins. Anyway, right. this has 4.7 stars and 1100 global ratings. But I want to tell you what people are real upset about in the questions and in the reviews. They are upset that this is not magnetic. This has driven them mad to the fact that one half of the questions asked are, is this magnetic? Guys, read the other questions. What, my God, can I help you? But here are my two favorite reviews. The one-star reviews first come from this guy, Softy, which feels right. Useless garbage. The screwdriver came with the Phillips bit already in it. How dare they? <laughs> and so, and then he ends it with, my, how craftsman has fallen. That is, if this is even craftsman and not a Wow. So, and then, uh, hi Jackson said, I'm, uh, ends this review with this craftsman has no redeeming qualities. Craftsman tools. And I have parted company. Oh my gosh. Listen, never, never doubt that the most dramatic person on Amazon in the comments is always going to be a man with a screwdriver. You better believe it. All right, you guys, don't forget to sign up for Note for the Audio. We have a very fun pop culture summer bucket list coming this Friday. So you can sign up at the link in the show notes or go to notsandjamie.com slash newsletter. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. 
Thank you.